continuing in our discussion of Dvarim Havayim B'toch HaSudah V'achar HaSudah. We've been talking about uh, different types of foods that come within the context of a bread meal, whether or not they require their own bracha rishona and bracha achrona, an opening bracha and a concluding bracha. Uh, we have been talking about fruit, but really any non-meal type food, any food that you would not make a meal out of, not that they wouldn't be at a meal, but that you wouldn't make the meal out of that food, so it requires its own bracha rishonah, requires its own opening bracha, but would not require its own concluding bracha if eaten within the context of a bread meal. So here the Mishnabura continues, if I can find my place, uh, no, no, wait for it, good, okay, va'afilu vushalim, even if these fruits were cooked, gam kein enapapotratan. Still, the bread would not go ahead and cover them. Because they're still not considered uh, relevant to the meal, meaning it's not a meal-type food. So again, even if there's, let's say, some sort of side dish, and we'll have to qualify this a little bit, but uh, with some sort of cooked fruit, so that's not enough for us to consider it a meal-type food, and it would still require its own bracha uh, before eating it. And even if you were to cook them with... Uh, let's say some sort of meat, it would, uh, it's uh, pretty clear from most achronim that a bracha would still need to be made on those fruits, because they never are considered secondary to the meat, and therefore they demand their own bracha. Um, he does note, he says that uh, according to Chaye Adam, they would be considered secondary, and therefore, because the meat is covered and the fruit is secondary to the meat, so then you're not going to have to make a separate bracha. Now, again, you'll have to figure out what exactly that dish looks like because, uh, in general, we have uh, rules when it comes to brachot of ikar and tafel, right? Uh, let's say I have a, a food that made a dish that's made up of multiple foods. It's not so clear that I need to make a bracha on each and every type of food that's there. It's possible that I make a bracha on the main type and then everything else is uh, sort of subsumed under that, right? So I'm not exactly sure what this uh, meat with fruit type of deal is, where that there's so much fruit that it would demand its own bracha, and still we're saying, but that might be covered by the hamotzi, so again, we would have to figure out what exactly uh, he's referring to there. Really quickly, uh, he says uh, that he found another opinion. He says, he says, I found another uh, opinion that says that maybe we shouldn't make a bracha in such an instance, but he gives a different reason for it. Once you're cooking the fruit with something else, right, with the meat, or he says some sort of honey, something along those lines, and you're making a meal, and it says in parentheses here, Shikori, apple timis. Now, I don't know what the timis is, and I'm going to come back to this in just a second, but an apple timis or some sort of pear timis. So, so that is often served as a part of the meal, not just what we call lekinuach, not just because it tastes good, but that, that is, you know, it might be a side dish, but it's still part of the meal. So he says, if that's the case, that's a bitorat tafshil, that's uh, considered a meal-type food, kishar tafshilin shnasim ilefet v'yerek, it would be similar to vegetables, which are used as part of, you know, enhancing uh, the meal, she'in tzarich levarich aleihem mitamzeh, and th- those don't require bracha, so maybe a bracha would not be required for these types of uh, fruits. Umisayim, so therefore he concludes, right, de latzeit yidei safek, in order to remove ourselves from a situation of doubt, kishar tzela chol timis, mi peirot mevushalim, if you want to eat a timis, which comes from cooked fruit. So So either eat a raw fruit first, 
that has the same bracha, right? So let's say you need to make the bracha bari prayit. So eat an apple, say bari prayit, and that way you're covered for the tzimis either way, because if it demands its own bracha, you've made the bracha on the apple. If it's going to be covered by the bread, you already made the bracha on the bread, so you should be good to go. That's one suggestion. Vim lo if he doesn't have that line around, he doesn't have an apple line around, so yochal tchila v'sof impat. So then he says, eat the tzimis first before you wash and sit down at your meal. That way you're covered again, because if it requires its own bracha, you made its own bracha. If it's going to be covered by the bread, it doesn't make a difference, because you already made the bracha on the, on the uh, tzimis. So again, we're starting to get into sort of murky uh, territory, but he suggests that if you have cooked fruit, if it's part of the meal, it's like an appetizer or it's a um, side dish, so then it's possible it doesn't require its own bracha, and therefore we would tell you to sort of try to maneuver around it if possible. Uh, if it's just uh, cooked fruit by itself, which, uh, again, we'll have to look this up. Maybe on Sunday we'll talk about this. Does anyone know what the difference is? Don't tell me now, but you'll tell me after. The difference between a tzimis and a kumpat. I don't know what the difference is. I'll have to look it up online if you don't know. But apparently there's going to be a distinction. Tzimis is more of a meal-type food. Kumpat is more of a dessert. And therefore the rule is going to be different. It's mostly Right, I know, it's, I know it's good for digestion, right, both, right, but uh, we'll have to figure out what it's about, but uh, what we're going to see is, even though in theory they're made up the same types of things, because they're eaten in different ways, they're going to have different rules that regulate them. We'll stop here for now.